I speak to you in the name of our one God, creator, redeemer, and sustainer. Amen. There is a story about Muhammad Ali, the famous boxer, and it's frankly hard to know or track down at this point whether it's actually true. But before I begin, I know Muhammad Ali might be kind of a, seem like a strange sermon example. But if you remember, he used to go around saying, I am the greatest. So in fact, he's the perfect example for a sermon. One time he was on a plane that was preparing for takeoff. The flight attendant was checking to see that everyone had their seatbelts fastened. Ali did not, and so the flight attendant said, fasten your seatbelt. He refused and said, Superman doesn't need a seatbelt. To which the flight attendant replied, Superman doesn't need an airplane either. (laughs) Buckle up. Ali was not known for his humility. He often used his voice, often, not always, but often, to talk about his greatness. And so does our proud warrior Naaman, at least at first in our reading from 2 Kings. Even though he has this skin disease that's a bit like leprosy, he doesn't use his voice with humility either. But others in this reading do, and we can learn from them about how we use our voices. Because to quote a 1980s pop song, voices carry. Voices carry, especially voices that speak God's truth. Sometimes the most important voices come from the most humble person, while the person with the least humility also has the least powerful voice. And sometimes through the healing power of God, how we use our voices may change can change when we hear God's truth. So notice the first person who speaks today in our reading is a young enslaved girl who has been stolen from the Israelites by Naaman, this great warrior of the Aramean people and our Muhammad Ali type character. She speaks up and informs her mistress, the wife of Naaman, that the prophet Elisha can cure Naaman's skin disease. This girl uses her voice to raise up the healing power of Yahweh. Naaman's cure starts with the very people that he has oppressed, the Israelites. And then later it is Naaman's servants who speak up to him. These are other lowly voices that are called to speak God's truth. They acknowledge that Elisha's cure, like a seatbelt on a plane, is simple. Go wash in the Jordan River. And in its simplicity, there is great truth. These servants show us the chasm between human ways and God's ways. Elisha doesn't have to wave his hand and speak mumbo-jumbo for God to act. That's the human perception of the way God works. Rather, these servants tell us that Naaman needs to humble himself, to wash in the lowly Jordan River, and then he will be healed by God's power. So consider your own lives. When you've spoken up for respect, when you've claimed your right to have a voice in the conversation, your right to be heard, some of you have been maybe bullied or harassed or harangued at some point in your lives, and you used your voice, your voice to put an end to it. Some of you had enough of a colleague that pushes you around or is 
aggressive in some way and spoken up to bring about a change in behavior. And some of you have used your feet as your voice and walked away from churches where women's voices can't be heard. When we speak God's truth from our hearts, the truth that we are beloved human beings, all of us, and deserve respect and the ability to live into the fullness of God's, the life that God has given to us, others will listen. Because voices carrying God's will involve not just the speaker, but also the one who listens to God's truth. Voices carry to those who will listen. And we have good listeners in today's reading. They do more than listen. They amplify the truth of what they hear. Think of the wife of, K- of Naaman. She both listens to the enslaved girl and speaks to King Naaman on, King to the king on Naaman's behalf. And maybe in your life, you can think of times when you have helped amplify the voices of those who go unheard in society, whether it's through your work or volunteering, or even when you've had to speak up to doctors or nurses to get help for an ill child or an ill parent. Maybe you've learned that the voices of God come from places that you least expect in your life. Children's, neighbors, unhoused men and women at Room in the Inn, or a human interest story even in the Tennessean or the New York Times. And then you've listened and you've learned and you've told someone what you heard about God in that moment and letting God's truth go even farther than it would have if you hadn't spoken up. Maybe you've marched for civil rights or women's rights or participated in a walk to raise awareness for a rare cancer or to raise money for the local food pantry like Second Harvest. Those are all ways that we can amplify the voices of those who cannot speak as loudly to tell of God's truth of mercy and justice for those in need. Those who listen to others speaking God's truth can in turn speak this same truth with voices that carry God's truth even further to the next person and the next person. But the girl who speaks and the wife who listens and amplifies God's truth, they don't bring about God's will until the one with power, until Naaman humbles himself to listen and follow the truth obediently. Naaman, like Muhammad Ali, is not humble. When he's told that Elisha can cure him, he has sense enough to listen to the truth that the servant girl shares, but he arrives with horses and chariots and this whole entourage worthy of his station. He sits, refusing to get down. He sits on his high horse, waiting for Elisha to come to him. Elisha declines to play these power games. Rather, he sends a messenger via a third party to Naaman, saying, go wash in the Jordan seven times. The word Jordan comes from the Hebrew to descend. So Naaman is effectively saying, sorry, Elisha is effectively telling Naaman to descend to the muddy waters of the Jordan, a kind of rock bottom. And he must do it seven times. Seven is biblical, the biblical code for completely. He must descend in body, mind, and spirit. In response to this message, Naaman voices frustration, anger, and scorn. The lowly Jordan, no way, ha. But God's truth is compelling, and Naaman does indeed descend to the waters, and it becomes like a baptism in which his healing is complete. 
through his obedience to God, he's healed both of his skin disease and he's healed spiritually. He returns to Elisha, no longer the overly proud warrior, no longer the Muhammad Ali of his time, but the new disciple who proclaims Yahweh as the God of all earth. Voices carry, and this is the voice of one who has been healed by God. Are there days when you might be a Naaman, an influential person who must come down before rising up? It's as simple as when you call a doctor's office, you expect to get the appointment on the date and the time that you want. Perhaps you get impatient waiting once you've arrived there, or any time you're made to wait, because frankly, your time is important, right? It's all a waste. Waiting is a waste of time. Perhaps you think you are Superman rather than human. And one day you are brought low. You are called into your boss's office for unpleasant feedback. Your kids end up in the principal's office. You get a cancer diagnosis. You learn your parent has confirmed memory loss or something similar, and you are brought low and humbled before God because you are no longer in control. And all you can do is pray for healing, strength, courage, and wisdom. And you pray for the ability to hear the wisdom that might have been there all along, and the voice of a flight attendant telling you to buckle up or the voice of someone else you dismissed in your importance. And when you hear God's truth and humble yourself like Naaman before God, you can also find healing in body, mind, or spirit as you need it. As you think about this story in the coming days, know that your voice and the voices of the weak and the oppressed, they matter. They matter for God works in unexpected ways, using the voices of unexpected people, including maybe your own, to bring life where it has been lost, to bring healing to those who need it, and to make us humble before the power of God so that we can be healed in all the ways that we need. The voices of God's truth carry. Now, the chorus of that 1980s song actually begins, Hush, hush voices carry. But God's healing power cannot and should not be hushed. Like Naaman and the leper whom Jesus healed, let us cry out upon our healing and say thank you. Truly there is no God. There is no other God but God. Amen. <laughs>